You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and my coach, Charlie, is here with me in studio today to help me make our week three picks of the week. And guys, we've got some winners for you today. And to take advantage of all the picks and all the betting tips we are throwing your way on the show today, make sure to sign up for an account at mybookie.ag so you can cash in just like Charlie and myself will be this weekend. And when you do sign up, make sure to use our exclusive promo code for listeners of the Glory UGA podcast. Use UGA and you will get a 100% sign up bonus. Again, that's the promo code UGA to get a 100% deposit bonus on that first deposit. So make sure to take advantage of that now. But we've got some picks to make, Charlie. I know we've got a lot to get through today with all these different picks. I think you have more picks. I was kind of looking over what you had there, looking over your shoulder. It looks like you've got more than you've had. In the past couple weeks, did you actually get like the total package upset special parlay? Oh, I forgot upset. No, special. did no, no. Don't tell me you did. You had an upset special last week. I did. So last week you had an upset special, but no parlay. This week do you have a parlay, no upset special? Yes. Just, just to remind you, I did send this to you in writing as you requested. So this one's not on me. Maybe the first week was on me. I'll, I'll own that. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Right, we're still working out the Kings here. It's I'm fine. Doing my best. Hey, we're winning people money, so that's really all that matters, I'm right? Doing my best. You're doing a fantastic job. But, Charlie, I know it's always, uh, what, around 1992 in your mind, and you've got all the results from last week in this uh, trusty notebook that you have here, which, um, very 90s of you. It's okay. Channel it. I love it's it. It's all in one place, and it's easily accessible. If it works for you, Charlie, it works for me because you're running the show. Okay. All right, so do you want to recap the picks? Do you have them? Did you check them? I did. Because like, I'll see what you've got if it matches with what I've got. Because I kept my own records here. Okay. I feel pretty good about last week. All right. Well, you had a pretty good week going 8-4. I, I did. You also went 1-1 one one on upset specials, bringing your running total through two weeks to 15-8 and eight and 2-1 and one on the upset specials, which I can't believe I forgot. I mean, I can well, believe in, it. While it's we're doing easy. this episode, you can probably like find one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, your parlay did not hit. Yeah, God. You one, went one, one team with one that game. extra leg. I told you guys, you, I didn't want to go with that fourth leg. I told you last week. I told like, you I didn't want to do the fourth yeah. leg, but I wanted to up the up the odds. I wanted to make it more worth people's time, but 
That screwed me. I didn't want to put Florida in there, but I well, did. you hit on Arkansas, Wake Forest, and Iowa State on the money line, but mm-hmm. Florida let you down. Florida Shocker. Screwed me. Florida Shocker. screwed me. Which, I, honestly, I'm okay with. Like, yeah, I lost that one bet, but I won enough bets to make up for it. And, hey, watching Florida lose, that's that's a great Saturday. So, that's one and one on your parlays through the first two weeks. Yep. But, all in all, if listener took your bets last week, they would have made a nice, tidy profit on the week. We're making people money, Charlie. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do every week. How do you feel about week two and how your card turned out? I mean, Charlie, well, I mean, I'm not good at math, so help me out here. You can do this math along with me. 15 and 8 over the first two weeks, that's what, 65%? Is that right? About 65%? I mean, it's over 50%. I mean, so I know it's good. over 50%. I'm saying, but hey, I want to go as high over 50 as we can get. So and this might not last. I, I feel like I'm on a hot streak here, Charlie. I, I feel like I'm seeing the board pretty well through these first two weeks. I hope it lasts. I mean, my uh, my wallet enjoys this, but you know that's a that's a pretty lofty rate, sixty five percent. But hey, I feel really good through two weeks. I'm mad at myself by adding that extra leg to the parlay last week. I told you guys I didn't want to do that, but I did it anyway. Um, I had to sweat out a couple of them, Charlie Baylor. You know, when I saw the news that Puka Nakua wasn't going to play, I thought he would, I knew he was out the first week. I thought he was going to come back and play, but he was out. Gunnar Romney's still out. I thought Baylor was going to get him. I had to stay up late <clears throat> watching that game and uh, sweat that one out. But uh, all in all, fantastic week, too. I love it. See if we can keep it rolling. All right. Well, after a four and three week in week one, I was <laughs> five and five hey, last sorry, week. Sorry. You're bad in 500. I'll t- you should take that all day. Not bad. Early season. It was a low scoring week. It w- there were some interesting games. There were some crazy games. There were some interesting games. So, total, I'm 9-8 and eight through two weeks. I did hit my upset special with Iowa State taking down Iowa in Iowa City. So, I was happy with that. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. I think we, 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 we both do, hit on that one, right? I do have a lot of picks this week. How many do you have? I just am throwing a bunch at the ball. You throw one, you throw things at the wall. I've got, um, I've got nine, I think. Oh, I have ten. I've got nine, then plus the upset special in my parlay. I guess I need to figure that up. I'm just going to be honest with you, Charlie. I don't like, I don't know about you, I don't like this week's board as much as I did the first two weeks. Like, the first two weeks, I just saw dollar signs when I was looking at the board. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to make a killing these first two weeks. And I, I made a pretty, like you said, pretty tidy profit here, Charlie. This week, I, I, there's some games I do like, and I'll tell you what, guys, which ones I like more than others. But I, as a, an entire week of foot, college football, I don't like this board as much as I did the first two weeks. But... Hey, it's just one random week. It's okay. We'll still make some money. All right. Well, you ready to get started? Let's roll. All right. We're going to jump right into the UGA South Carolina game at 12 on Saturday. Off, you're going off right off the bat? Yeah, you know I like to go in chronological order. Well, we're doing all the a and, uh, SEC okay, games first. Okay, so. okay. Okay. All right. I mean, they had the preview episode earlier this week. Yeah, so if we've, you already, didn't, we've gone in depth. If you didn't hear the preview episode, go back and check it out. Tyler breaks everything down for you. Um, the line is 24 and a half. I think the dogs will leave Columbia with a win, but I don't think South Carolina will cover. You don't think, so you think that we're Or gonna, no, I think no, South Carolina I was gonna say, will cover. I don't Sorry. Okay, okay. All right, so you think we win, but we don't cover. Correct. Like how close, so the, the points, the spread's what, 24 and a half still? Probably be like 20. You think 20? Yeah, I think yeah. that sounds about right, Charlie, because I mean, you're right, we should win this game. This game should not be close, but I mean, man, 24 and a half points, that's... That's a lot, and I, I understand, guys, this is not the Vince Dooley, Larry Munson, Georgia Bulldogs. It's the Kirby Smart Bulldogs. It's a different animal. I get all that, and I am. You guys know I'm actively still in the recovery process trying to pull myself out of that old Georgia syndrome. And then I I, I know this. like I, I've known this for years. I got, I got the numbers here for you guys. Like We have beaten SEC opponents 
since 2017. So since we actually got good under Kirby Smart, 2016, that's a wash. But 2017 on, we've been a national title contender each and every year. We have be- beaten our SEC opponents by an average score of 32.6 to 16.2. So we're beating our SEC opponents by an average of a little bit more than 16 points a game. Against South Carolina in particular, we have beaten the Gamecocks three of the last four times. Obviously, we know 2019. We don't need to talk about what happened there, but yeah, that happened. But three of the last four games, we have beaten South Carolina, and we have won those games by an average of 26.6 points per game. So, Charlie, that would say, oh, you know what? Yeah, we should probably not only win this game, but probably cover the spread as well if you look at recent history. But there's some more context here. Now, this is the second largest point spread that the Georgia Bulldogs have had against South Carolina since the FBS-FCS split. Charlie, do you want to take a guess when that was? No clue. 1978. This is the second largest spread that we've had against South Carolina since 1978. So, yeah, look, I, I told you guys on the recap episode, I think we win this game for a lot of reasons. Um, South Carolina has not been able to stop the run or run the football in the SEC. That is a problem. This is a line and scrimmage league. I know teams have become more wide open, but it is still at its core a line and scrimmage league in South Carolina has literally been the worst team in the SEC, both running the football offensively and trying to stop the run defensively. That does not bode well going against the number one team in the country. You just you hate to see that if you're a Gamecock fan. They haven't been able to consistently protect Spencer Rattler either. Um, when Rattler's given a clean pocket, he can be an effective quarterback. When he gets pressured or starts to feel pressure, he starts to see ghosts and he becomes a different guy. His mechanics fall apart. And they're also very close to the bottom of the country in turnover margin. And when you talk about, okay, how does a team like South Carolina pull this massive upset at home? Well, the home crowd certainly helps matters. But you're, they're going to have to force turnovers. They're going to have to protect the ball themselves. And they have not done either one of those things to this point in the year through two games, five turnovers, and only one forced turnover. And, oh, yeah, there's also the simple fact that we just have, oh, I don't know, better players. So we should win this game for a lot of reasons. But if you go and look at Kirby Smart, as dominant as we have been against the SEC since 2017, we're actually, under Kirby Smart, we're only 11-18 and 18 against the spread when favored by 20 or more points. Again, I'll read that one more time. Under Kirby Smart, we are only 11-18 and 18 against the spread when that spread is 20 or more points. So there's that as well. I mean, do what you want with that. I, I usually, like, I'll look at the trends. I don't let those be, like, decisive factors for me. Most of the time, I let them kind of, like, lead me in direction. But I like to go with what I see on the field and what I've seen so far through two weeks is that we are significantly better than South Carolina. Really, the only thing I think the Gamecocks potentially have going for them in this game is the location, the fact that it's a home game. Charlie, you have been in Williams-Brice many times, probably about as many times as I have. You've been there for day games, for noon games. You've been there for 3.30 games. You've been there for night games. It's always a pretty good environment. I think it's actually an underrated environment in South Carolina, in Columbia when we're there because it's usually early in the year. Their team is still kind of like, they think they might have a chance to do something. It's not late in the year when they're playing like Florida when they're already, the season's done and they give up and no one's there. But do you think there is a, a drop-off in how raucous the crowd is in Columbia when it's a noon game versus like a night game? Absolutely. 100%. And that's true most places. But South Carolina, it's certainly true. It will well, be it's gonna crazy. It's going to feel like 100 degrees too, so. Do you think it's going, even though, even though the high is like 83, 84? No, it's 87. Is it 87 now? No. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? It's going to be hot. 
Jeez, I mean, I know it's, I'm prepared for it. It's going to be hot. I know it is. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy environment. They're going to be pumped up, of course. The number one team in the country is coming in, the defending national champion, and their top rival in the SEC, at least in my opinion, is coming in. But it's a noon game, which I think helps to a degree. It helps mitigate that for us a little bit there. But, um, yeah, so I think they have that. Maybe they have the location going for them, but is that enough for them to win? No. No, I absolutely do not see that. But that's what we're talking about here. Is it enough for them to cover? Maybe. Charlie, I'm with you here. I'm not, I don't like betting on us. Actually, I have a rule. I do not bet on us regardless. The only time I bet on us was to win the national championship. I put my single largest bet that I ever put in my life to that point. And hey, we won. Great. Awesome. That was great. I, other than that, I, I just don't bet on us. It's just like, I feel like I'm jinxing the team. And like, I just, no, I don't do that. But even if I was going to bet on this game, I would not bet on us to cover the 24 and a half. I do think we win. I think we win comfortably, probably 17 to 24 points. It really is that hook that's killing me, Charlie. I mean, 24 and a half. If it was 24, I might consider saying, you know what? Yeah, I think we could cover this game. I do think we win comfortably with that hook. Ah, it's a little much for me. If it gets down to 24, under 24 by game time, maybe I'll put a bet on it. But I just can't. I don't really like to bet on us by rule. But I think we win this game and get close to covering. It wouldn't shock me if we cover, but... I'm going to say somewhere between 17 and 24 point win. Okay. Uh, and you're not actually adding it. I'm not adding. No, right. no. All right. Well, I know I said I don't think we'll cover, but I do hope that we're winning pretty convincingly pretty early. Because oh, because you want to get out of town. I would like to leave to go find a bar to watch the Penn State Auburn game at 3.30. Absolutely. I mean, can you find two easier to hate coaches in college football on the um, same field? There's a short field of those coaches. They're certainly on that short list. I mean, I'm sure you can, but these two are... They're on the list. They're way up Brian on the Harson, list. Brian Harson, like, hey, I, I, I mean, he's kind of just a stuffy, like, arrogant-ish kind of guy. That's what he strikes me as. So, But, like, I think J- James Franklin is far more hateable, but I can, I can see Brian Harson on that list. Yeah, he, he needs to learn how to read the room because he certainly didn't do that when he came to the SEC. No, he did not. Currently, Penn State is ranked 22, but they've only played and beaten Purdue and Ohio. The Nittany Lions only beat Purdue 35-31, excuse me. And I know it was week one on the road, but they still needed a last-second desperation drive to win that game. So, this is a home game for Auburn. That'll certainly make it more difficult for Penn State. Um, Yeah, it's a toss-up. On who I think. You really think it's a toss-up? I'm, I'm taking the over. I am adding that to my So you're card. not taking the spread? You're not, no. taking, you're not picking a side here? No. I I would say Penn State, and I hope Penn State wins, mm-hmm. but I know how loud it can get. It is, would you say that's the loudest SEC stadium that we go to on a uh, what, semi-every-other-year basis? That I can. Like, I mean, Knoxville recall, when it yeah. gets rocking can get really loud because it's so big. Um, I mean, Tiger Stadium, but I've never been there for a night game, and we don't go there on the regular. Auburn is like I'll give them credit. Like that's when they when that place is going, like it's going. That, that is a tough environment to play. In. I, I will give them that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a side here, Charlie. I really believe that Penn State is just simply the better football team. Did you catch any Auburn San Jose State game? I know you were dying. No. You were in the throes of death. I you did not. You did not catch any of that? I caught some on Sunday. I was one of those games. I was trying to catch up on all the games, and I knew they were losing at halftime, so I picked up in the second half. And Auburn was. I mean, they were struggling with San Jose State for large portions of that game. And that game was 
in doubt all the way up through like the 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 fourth quarter. And I'll go back to what I said in the preseason. I still, to this day, I will stand by what I said about Auburn in the preseason. I just simply don't know outside of Tank Bigsby, who is crazy awesome. He's an awesome running back, and he is looking as good as he has ever looked at this point in his career, which you probably should expect to come into this season. But who else outside of Tank Bigsby scares you on that offense? I think their next best weapon might actually be their backup quarterback, Robbie Ashford. He comes in kind of like a, a wildcat quarterback, more or less, just to run the football. And he's a pretty dynamic athlete, but they just do not have the weapons on offense. Conversely, Penn State does. They have weapons on offense. They have Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley at wide receiver, Nick Singleton, who is a five-star, one of the top running backs in the country. I think, actually, I think he was the number one running back recruit in the country coming out of high school according to the 247 composite. And that dude really came on at his first 100-yard game last week. Sean Clifford, at quarterback, yeah, he is who he is, but he is a veteran. I think Sean Clifford gets way too much hate. He's a vet. He's not an elite guy, but he's a vet who can make plays with his legs and hit plays down the field, and he is one tough SOB. I think it's kind of, you know, in this game, I think the only place that Auburn has the edge here, kind of like South Carolina, Charlie, is the fact that it's in Auburn, in Jordan-Hare. But Penn State, here's the thing, Charlie, Penn State plays in the Big Ten. There are some big stadiums in the Big Ten, right? Yes. There's some very big stadiums. They played at Michigan. They played in the Big House. They played in the Horseshoe. They've played in these environments. They've been there. They've done that. Yes, Auburn is loud, but so are the places that they, they play on a regular basis in the Big Ten. But the bottom line is, I just don't think Auburn has the firepower. I think they're vulnerable in the back end. They're really bad in the secondary right now. And I really like Parker Washington and Mitchell Tinsley receiver to exploit that and uh, find a way to win this game and, and to certainly cover that three-point spread. So give me Penn State minus three. Charlie, I'm, gonna, I'm, on, I'm honestly here. I know this sounds crazy with a, with a very low point spread here. I'm going to go three units on Penn State. I feel that good about Penn State winning this football game. I just don't believe in Auburn. I'm just not buying Auburn. So that's the first thing you're adding. Yes. Okay. All right. And this orange out. I mean, you're, they're going to wear orange jerseys, right? You know this. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, yeah. Yuck. And their orange is hideous. All or- I don't like any orange. All orange is terrible. But their orange is disgusting. I think they're going to have an orange out in the, in the stands. So, cool. Okay. All right. Well, Fun let's times. move further west to LSU as they're hosting Mississippi State. And they'll kick off at 5 local time. But that late in the day, you know Death Valley will still be rocking and very, very humid. Uh, the spread is two and a half. And I kept going back and forth on this pick. I'm adding this to my card, and I'm taking LSU to cover on Saturday night. Oh, Charlie, I want to challenge you. Like, I want to fight you so bad on this one. I really like Mississippi State. I, I Mississippi State, I think, is a better football team. I, I told you guys, like, I'm the idiot who had LSU going 10-2. and two. Yeah, that was wrong. That was bad. Dumb. I went on a limb there, and I still think there might end up being like an eight and four team, maybe nine and three if they can win a game like this. But Mississippi State, I told you guys that you know I thought this was a really undervalued team. I had them going eight and four. I think they can get to eight and four. I really do. I thought maybe a stretch because they had a really tough schedule. But I like what I've seen from this team so far. I've watched both their first two games. I watched them as Arizona last weekend. A game they ended up winning very comfortably. I watched them play Memphis and get revenge for last year's catastrophe where the officials just absolutely stole that game from them. Mississippi State looks good, Charlie. I like, I mean, you got a third-year quarterback in that system in Will Rogers. 
They have become a ball control offense, but they run that offense extraordinarily well. They've done a really good job. Mike Leach has adjusted to taking what the defense gives, and they have two really, really good running backs, Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson. I know they don't run the ball that much, but they use them heavily out of the backfield in the pass game, especially now when teams playing this drop eight coverage. They just use them out of the backfield, and, and those guys make plays in space. Defensively, Mississippi State is good. Tyrus Wheat is a guy that most SEC fans don't really know about right now. That dude might be one of the best pass rushers in the entire league, and I think before long, people are going to know who that guy is. I like this Mississippi State football team. I do think they are a better team than LSU, at least right now. I think LSU has a higher ceiling because they have better talent over up and down the roster. But it's it's early in the Brian Kelly tenure. There's some issues there right now with the roster. But Mississippi State is just humming right now. And they have a lot of returning talent coming off a team that was honestly, they were like statistically, they were better than teams like Tennessee and Pitt and Michigan State last year. They just found a way to like lose games. But they had all those guys coming back this year. And this is a really good football team. But again, I go back to where this game is played. It's in Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium. It's not like, would you call this a night game, Charlie? It's a 5 p.m. kickoff in in Louisiana. That's, that's The second half will be a night game, right? But um, the sun will go down around 7? No, it's not time change yet. I, I, I think it'll go around, around 7. Well, it's not getting dark here before 8. I, well, I looked it up earlier in the week and it was like oh. 7.15. Oh, okay. You're tracking the sunset? Well, I mean, Charlie, you have to know these things. I mean, things. yeah, but that I mean... Is what I, like, this is why I bring you winners, guys. I check day. these things. It's time enough. Check it on, check it on weather.com. It's enough time look for, that, for, look for that sunset. the fans to get riled up and be Yeah, rowdy. it's really not so much like night's the magic button. It's, it's just like, oh, do the fans have enough time to do their thing crazy? Yeah, so I guess we'll call it a night game. So that concerns me, and that is why... It's the only reason why I am not picking a side on this but if i picked a side i would pick mississippi state okay but i hope it works out for you so you're not gonna put it on your card. i'm not i'm not putting my card but i'm just saying i think mississippi state's gonna win but i'm not confident enough because of the location and the fact there's gonna be a late a night game there in baton rouge i just i can't go there but i think state wins well i'm picking lsu to cover yeah i know yeah yeah so it's okay if they well win. i mean i would pick i would pick state to to cover as well but. oh okay but I, I hope it works out for you since I'm not putting anything All right. on this. Well, keep going further west to College Station. Last weekend, Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. And this week, they will host the Miami Hurricanes. You have to imagine practice was not pleasant this week. And I'm wondering how the Aggies will rebound after an embarrassing loss. Is that what we're calling least. it? I mean, that's, that's the nicest thing you can call that. I mean, all week, there's just been, you know... The videos, Charlie. The videos. The cult. Oh, my God. Those are painful to watch. Like, the cringy, like, stand... Is that a stand-up act they're doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they were trying, but they're not comedians. God, Charlie, that's... I I, I don't even know what to call that. That was humiliating. So, do you want to go to a midnight yell if you ever go there? I'm... I'm not convinced we'll ever play at A&M. Like, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Like, I will believe that when I am... but like if you did, would you go the to the Midnight Yell? Oh, I would go and I would, I would heckle and laugh as hard as I possibly could. You wouldn't say a word. Oh, yes, I would. No, you would not. I would laugh a lot. Well, you would I think... I would not say a word. I wouldn't pick a fight, but I'd laugh. Okay. Well, we would think the Aggies would come out swinging after last week, but I'm not sure if that's how they're going to respond or not. Jimbo, to me personally, doesn't seem to have the personality type that would motivate me, but that might work no, on Charlie, 20-something-year-old... No boy men but did you see that there's i don't want to say there's problems in the locker room but some of their guys that they were you know saying things on social media especially like evan stewart's really talented true freshman like there are I think the vibes are good there charlie yeah there are right. new freshmen that are like liking different you know tweets that they probably shouldn't be liking well, yeah. as a 
Texas well, I mean, Charlie, Aggie. we know why they're there. They're there because they're making yes, money. They're not yes. there because they love Jimbo and Texas A&M. And that's a problem when you don't win. Yeah, and let's remember that A&M paid this guy $75 million, which is not much these days, but at the time... That was the most ten years, seventy five million for any yeah. coach. Any coach had received like over that period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his win loss totals are almost identical to Kevin Sumlin, which is hilarious. Who was run out of College Station a few years ago? Yeah, and Sumlin didn't lose to a group of five school. And someone actually, I know, I know that Jimbo beat Alabama last last year, but somebody beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and it wasn't Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, um, I think Miami can go into College Station and walk away with a win. You think they can? They can, but on my card, I'm just going to put Miami to cover. Miami to cover. Well, Charlie, I like that pick, but you know what? I'm going to do you one better. I was going to save this for the for the end of the show, but what the hell? Let's go ahead and do it now. Upset special week three, Miami, not plus six. Don't give me the points. I don't need any points. Give me Miami straight up on the money line as an underdog, plus 190. Let me give you guys some numbers here. Miami is 5-1 against the spread as a road dog since 2019. I get, like you said, Charlie, I get the viewpoint that A&M is pissed off and that they want to get this bad taste out of their mouth. Sure, that's probably true, but here's the thing. Those offensive issues that they have, Charlie, and they are manifold. They have a lot of offensive issues. I mean, they're 100th or worst nationally in scoring offense, total offense, and rushing offense, you do not fix those issues in one week. So maybe, maybe they go to Max Johnson and they bench Haynes King. Maybe, maybe Haynes King starts the game as a really short lease. I don't know. But even if you go to Max Johnson, is Max Johnson really a game changer himself? From what we saw from him at LSU, I would say no. Good, solid, serviceable guy, but not a game-changing quarterback. Miami is the team with the game-changer at quarterback in this game with Tyler Van Dyke. They have a decided advantage there. I love Henry Paris, the transfer coming over from, from Ole Miss at running back. They have talent all over the defense. AM is still banged up defensively. No one's really talking about that. But they've had some injuries there. Yes, AM has a ton of talent, but it's a lot of it's young talent. And that's the inexperience. You're seeing some of that right now. There's two things that concern me here. Number one, the night game at Kyle Field. That's concerning. And number two, I, I literally just saw this, Charlie. As we were sitting down, I got a notification on my phone. Xavier Restrepo, my, who's been Miami's top receiver, he's a slot guy, been their top receiver through the first two games. Apparently, he's hurt his foot and he's not playing in this game. So that, you know, I was all teed up, ready to like to go all in on this game. Um, but I did see that come across my, my notifications here like 10 minutes ago, maybe 20 minutes ago. But um, yeah, I'm, that's not enough to make me back off this. I'm, I'm all in on Miami here. Uh, I, I like the Canes to win this. I think Miami's going to win the ACC, Charlie. Like With what I saw from Clemson the first two weeks, that offense might be like a little bit better than last year, but it ain't there yet. So I think Miami has a chance. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I think they have a chance to win the entire ACC. Obviously, this is not an ACC game. I think this is a really good team. I think the quarterback position is the most important position on the field, and Miami has a clear advantage there. Now, A&M does have a better defense, but Miami has a lot of players in that defense too. So, um, yeah, I like, you know, Charlie, in a, in a week that I don't love a lot of the the matchups here and a lot of the spreads, I'm going to go Miami. I'm not as confident in this one as I was my previous upset specials, but you know what? I got to have one, and why not take the Canes to win straight up plus 190 on the money line? Okay. Well, that is all for SEC games. All right, so before we get into the rest of the card, do you want to stop real quick and do a, a quick my bookie break? Absolutely. All right, let's do this. So, guys, 15-8, Charlie. I don't like to pat myself on the back. And those numbers will probably come down. You know, let's be realistic here. But through two weeks, guys, if you're following along, making these picks along with us, 
you are making some serious cash. If you have not been making that cash, it's not too late. It's only week three. You can do it right now. So pause the podcast right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Sign up for a new account. It's quick. It's painless. Like you can do it in like a minute. And use the promo code UGA. Deposit whatever you want to deposit. And, and guys, here's the thing. I know a lot of you have maybe in the past not done this. You've been hesitant. You're like, I don't know. I don't want to put my money in that kind of thing. You said it last week, Charlie. You don't have to put like $1,000 in there to start. No. Put 10 bucks, whatever you're comfortable with. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you're comfortable with. And whatever you put in there, if you use the promo code UGA, they will double that initial deposit. You can use that money to bet on these picks that we're giving you here every week. We're giving you winners. Make some cash. Find another way to add a little bit extra enjoyment to your college football Saturdays. And um, we'll all be winners. So, Charlie, again, that promo code is UGA, mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, so let's go into the rest of our cards now. I think I have one, two, three, eight, eight left. Can to I talk pause about. you real quick, Charlie? Yeah. So, with your trusty handy dandy notebook, you said that you were going to be writing all my picks. I see one pick there that you've written down for me. You only have two. Oh, you wrote the upset special. My bad. You have to, oh, that's up at the top. Okay, I didn't see what you're doing. All right, my bad. I stand corrected. Yeah. I love your system. It's working. It's it's correct. It's a great system. Flawless. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, sure. It's all here. Flawless. It's there. It can't get deleted. Mm-hmm. Was it flawless week one? I'm just saying. Yeah. Was it? I just didn't know what to do. You had to ask me what my picks were because you didn't have them all. Oh. You missed like three picks. Well, I just wasn't paying attention to that. That's, so it, would that be flawless? User error. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, I am going to go to FSU at Louisville. Jordan Travis at FSU is playing pretty well recently. Much better than I thought they would be. But that's just because I think they've been pretty horrible the past few years. And you're putting a lot of that on the, the LSU game, right? Correct. Is that a function of... The question you have to ask yourself, is that a function of Florida State being much better or LSU just not being good in week one? Correct. But the but, line but they're is... better. They're playing better. Yeah, the line's only two and a half. I'm going to go with FSU to cover two and a half. I love it, Charlie. Sign me up. I actually, I'm not stealing this. I actually have this on my card. Um, everyone talks about Malik Cunningham, the quarterback at Louisville. And don't get me wrong. He is dynamic. He's fantastic. But I think Jordan Travis is better. Now, Not, I'm not saying that Travis is quite as dynamic with his legs, but he's not that far off. But he's a better passer. And like that wasn't always the case with Jordan Travis. I wasn't always a believer in Jordan Travis. He started to make me a believer late last season when he came back from injury. And I know it's been early in the year. 
and it was only a couple of games, but I really like what I've seen from him. I think he's an improved passer. He's more confident. He knows where to go with the football. He's going through progressions. He's been accurate. He has the added dimension with his legs. I really like Jordan Travis at FSU at that quarterback position. And of course, he just has more weapons on offense. That's the thing. Like Malik Cunningham is awesome. He's really good, but he doesn't have near as many weapons with guys like Tyler Harrell, who's going to be their best receiver, transferring out and disappearing at Alabama. But I will give Louisville this. I didn't. I, that was a that was a nice win for them on the road at UCF last Friday night. But this is a different animal. John Rice Plumley is one-dimensional. He is a dynamic player with his legs as well, but that dude can't throw the ball at all. Like, not at all. That's not the case with Florida State. Jordan Travis can run. He can also throw the football now. And at the end of the day, Florida State has more talent. they got a better coaching staff. Here's another. Here's the trend again, Charlie. The only thing Louisville has going for them in this game, I mean, Millie Cunningham is great, but really, it's the home field advantage. And is that enough to beat a Florida State team that I think has been impressive through the first couple games of the year? I don't think so. I, I honestly, like, I, I think Louisville's getting too much of a bump for winning that game on the road at UCF last week. I mean, I think Florida State should be closer to, like, maybe not quite a touchdown, but not that far off. So give me the Knowles here. I feel really good. This is one that I feel really good about on Friday night. I'm actually excited to get into Columbia on Friday and sit down at a bar restaurant and uh, take this one in. Give me the Knowles minus two and a half. All right, sounds good. Um, next up, moving to number four in the AP poll, Michigan versus UConn. I think, well, uh, Jim Harbaugh named his starting quarterback. Yep. What's his name? Just forgot it. J.J. McCarthy. J- that J.J. McCarthy. Yep. They're sitting at number four. Difference maker. Big brother is right above them Shouldn't at be. number three. Michigan's better. Michigan's going to come out firing in order to get to that number three spot. They're going to try. I don't know if they'll get there, but they're going to try versus UConn. I'm not – I'm going with the over. I don't think beating down on UConn is going to move them up to number three. They, they might have to beat them 150-0. to zero. Right, but I think that they're going Those to try, hit the yeah, over. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because at this point, they need to show – What is the over? 58. Oh, how did I miss that? Oh, Charlie. Should I add it to your card? Well, you, you influenced me to add the A&M – App State over last week, and that did not work out, Charlie. That was not on my initial card. I just, I didn't see this over. How did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, no one saw that coming. I'm not saying the upset like the over, but I mean, um, yes, Charlie, do it, do it, do it. One of these times, you're going to have to be right and help me out here. Oh, uh, yes, over 50. Yeah, I think Mission's going to score 50 on their own. Like, right. That offense is That's what I'm saying. legit. Can UConn get a touchdown? That's the question. Yes, I think they can. We're gonna go. We're gonna hope and pray, Charlie. We're gonna hope and pray. And by the way, what a what a embar- like. I know our home our schedule in general next year is gonna be atrocious. Our non con schedule with this whole Oklahoma fiasco, but Michigan's schedule this year, their non con schedule. I mean, dear God, that's flat out embarrassing. What is it like? UConn, Hawaii, disgusting, terrible. But hey, can I say one more thing about Michigan. I I said before the year started. I think there's three teams that can win the national title. Three in one tier is Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Um, you think it's Michigan now? Let's make it a, a four-man tier. Okay. Let's go. Let's throw Michigan in there. I, I, I love, I love what I'm seeing from Michigan's offense. I know they're not playing anybody worth anything, but I've told you guys, JJ McCarthy is the guy that can change everything for them if he took over that job, and that is exactly what's happening. And I think that's a game changer for Michigan. All right. What's your next pick? Since you just keep taking mine, Charlie. I don't need to take yours, Charlie. Fifteen and eight over two weeks speaks for itself. Thank you very much. I'm gonna go. To Lincoln, Nebraska, Charlie. And I'm going to take the Oklahoma Sooners, Boomer Sooner, minus 10 on the road at Nebraska. Here's some numbers for you guys. 
Double-digit home underdogs this season so far through two weeks are 2-7-1 against the spread so far. Nebraska, as you might imagine with Scott Frost getting fired last week, is 0-3 against the spread. This, honestly, probably is a stay-away-from game because like the coach just got fired. How does the team respond? Sometimes they just give up. Sometimes they come out firing, at least in that first game, because like they're motivated, they're emotional, and they want to like you know win one for the Gipper if they, if they like the coach. I don't know how they feel about Scott Frost, but just watching this Nebraska team over the past year or so, I think they're done. I think they're mentally and emotionally exhausted with this whole Scott Frost storyline over the past year and a half. And I think Oklahoma is, they are the better football team. Nebraska cannot stop anyone. I think Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel at quarterback are going to find a way to put up a lot of points. I mean, Charlie, it was Georgia Southern who put up 42 on Nebraska last weekend in Lincoln. If they were able to do that, what is Oklahoma going to do? Nebraska's offense is fine. It's not really the problem, but I just don't think they're going to be able to stop Oklahoma whatsoever. So give me the Sooners minus 10 to go up there and and just make life even worse for the poor Cornhusker fans. God bless them. Okay, well, going to the Big 12... Uh, let's talk about Kansas State versus Tulane. Okay. Kansas State, you know, middle of the road, Big 12 team. Put a whooping on Mizzou last week. Yeah. Poor Mizzou. That game was like five hours. There was like three different weather delays. It was terrible. <laughs> Tried to watch. I, I did. I actually watched the whole thing. I, I feel long. bad when that happens to people and the players. Good for the people who stick it out, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Tulane to cover the 14 and a half. I like that, Charlie. Let's not forget Tulane. This was last year, but... They were the team week one last year. I, were we watching that together in in Charlotte? I think we maybe were, but I don't know. I was watching it. They almost beat Oklahoma like late in that game, Tulane. So that's a, it's yeah, a, yeah, I do remember that uh-huh. last year. Yeah, like they, it got it got late in the fourth quarter. They had a shot. They got a turnover. They were able. To, they had a shot there. They couldn't quite convert, but they had a chance. So yeah, Kansas State's an interesting team. So speaking of Nebraska, obviously Martinez, their former quarterback, is the quarterback at Kansas State now. Deuce Vaughn is a dynamic running back, maybe the best running back in the country, so you certainly can make that argument. They've got two good receivers in Phillip Brooks and Malik Knowles. I like that pick. I'm not ready to go with it, but I see where you're coming from. I considered that. I'll say that. I considered it. All right, you going again, or is it my turn? I just went. I, know, I didn't know if you were going to go again. You no. said you had more picks than me, I thought. No, I mean, I have one, two, three, four... Four left. Okay, we about the even even numbers. Okay, we All talked right. about Miami, but uh, yeah, yeah, we did, we did Miami. Yeah, so yeah, we did four Miami. left. Okay, four left. All right, let's go to South Bend, Indiana. Let's go to another team that had a very very embarrassing upset last week, losing to Marshall at home. The Cal Golden Bears are coming over from Berkeley, coming to South Bend, and Charlie, I'm not taking a side on this one. I'm taking the under forty and a half, and let me explain why. Both of these teams, Cal and Notre Dame, are in the bottom 60 nationally in total offense. In fact, Notre Dame is 119th nationally in total offense. Both these teams are in the bottom 40 in scoring offense. Notre Dame, once again, worse actually, which is hard to believe because Cal is not great offensively. They're 117th nationally in scoring offense. The starting quarterback for Notre Dame, at least the guy to start the season, Tyler Buckner, he is out. Drew Pine is coming in. He's not, he's fine. He's started some games, played some games, but he's not as mobile. You get to change the offense on the fly to kind of fit his skill set. And the Notre Dame defense is still very good. Their offense is having major, major issues, but the Notre Dame defense is still very good. The Cal defense is top 30 in, in scoring defense. So Justin Wilcox is a defensive guy by trade. I mean, Charlie, this one could be very, very, very ugly in South Bend. I think Notre Dame's going to win. I don't like the the, the spread here, but give me the under 40 and a half. And I usually don't like numbers that are hovering around like the low 40s, Charlie, but both these teams are just bad on offense. 
backup quarterback for Notre Dame, two good defenses. I think this is a recipe to go under 40 and a half. All right. Now, did, did I misread this or did I read it correctly? Ole Miss is traveling to Georgia Tech. They are going to Georgia Tech. Okay. Well, I mean, interesting I, matchup. I know Georgia Tech is an ACC school. It's a pretty well-known school, but like, but is it? God, it's just horrible. But that's because we live here and they're right down the street. Um, the spread is 16 and a half. I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover that. Yeah, Charlie, you're right. Um, I've got that. Where's my, yeah, this, this is on my card. Right? Yes, it's on my card. Um, you want my Are rationale? you sure it's on your card? Ole you Miss minus 16 and a half at Tech. Are you sure you're not just copying read, me again? Read and okay. weep, Charlie. I'll read and it. weep. Ole Miss minus 16 and a half at Georgia Tech. My rationale for this is very simple. Tech sucks. Move Moving on. on. I mean, I can give you some more. Do I need to give anybody more? Like, I'm Some people might like to listen to your A little opinion. bit more. Okay, so I'll say this. Ole Miss's offense has not been as explosive as they usually are under Lane Kiffin, at least the past couple years. I think a big part of that is Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator, who has been the primary play caller the past couple years. He's now at Oklahoma with Dylan Gabriel. But this Tech team just cannot hang for four quarters. I mean... They, I don't want to say they struggled to beat Western Carolina, but they certainly didn't dominate them. They won 35-17 last week and were held under 400 total yards of offense in the process against, again, Western Carolina. Georgia Tech is 10-25 against the spread under Jeff Collins. They are 3-7 under Collins against the spread versus AP-ranked opponents. And again, I go back to what I said earlier. Double-digit home underdogs so far this season are 2-7-1 against the spread. Ole Miss might not be quite as explosive offensively, but Tech just sucks. They cannot do anything. So give me Ole Miss minus 16 and a half. I'm totally with you there, Charlie. And we got a couple more picks I know. Can we talk about Alumni Hall real fast? Yeah. Did you make a trip to Alumni Hall this week? Tell me I you did. did. What'd you get? I got myself a t-shirt. Nice. I got my nieces some things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're at Clark Middle, right? Can yes. we say that? And I know they have a... A new rule there at Clark Middle School this year? Well, their year? uniform policy is not a uniform, but they can wear... Well, their uniform is that they can wear polo shirts or they can wear school shirts from like elementary schools, Clark County shirts. They can also wear college shirts. Right. So I always try to... So they don't know, have to wear like the polos and skirts and stuff. They wear they don't a college have to. shirt. Right. Correct. And so, yes, I told you to tell them to go... Buy all their stuff there. But I guess you were a nice auntie and, and went and did it for them. So, fantastic. Nice job. Um, also, guys, I, I mentioned this earlier in the week. I want to make sure everyone knows. Again, if you did, if you missed it, the new... I know people love these shoes. Have you seen them, Charlie? I actually like them. They're, they're, they're Pegasus. When you say red, it's kind of like, ah. Uh, I think they look good. But I actually think they look nice. I think they look really good. I like I them. I have an average foot size, so there were probably none left. But Yeah. What are you? About a nine, eight, nine? Eight and a half. Is that average for a woman? That's, yeah. That's average it's for like women. a medium. It's like there's never anything Never anything, stock. yeah. So, but they are in stock right now. They have a limited supply. You can only get them in store. But if you're looking for those, trying to find them, Alumni Hall has them. That's inside the Epps Bridge Shopping Center here in the Classic City. So make sure if you have any Georgia Bulldogs gear accessory needs, stop in at Alumni Hall in store or online at alumnihall.com because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right, well, let's go up to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Oregon is hosting BYU this weekend. And the line is like three and a half. And at first I was just going to pick BYU to cover. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, oh, but BYU has the most returning players. They're also a year or two Coming off a big older win against than Baylor last week. Also a year or two older than most of the other players. A in year or two, football. about seven or eight. I mean, okay, whatever. Guys push, I'm literally pushing well, thirty. It, if they did the pandemic rules and stuff like that, yes, usually they're only like a couple years older. But uh, yeah, this is going to be my upset special. I'm taking BYU over the Ducks. I don't hate it, Charlie. I kind of want like here's here's the weird thing, Charlie. I have a pretty sizable win total bet on BYU to go over seven and a half wins. I really benefited from them beating uh, Baylor last week. But even though I have money on them, I want Oregon to win this game. Does that make me crazy? It makes us look better. I, I think we're beyond well, the point. I understand. Well, but no. I think we're beyond the point where we need like style points. Right. But still, like I'm still like, in this mentality of like, okay, I want all the teams that we beat to like be That good. doesn't mean it won't be like... I think game. Oregon can lose this game and still go nine and three, eight yeah. and four, because they don't have USC on the regular season schedule. They get Utah at home, so I think they can go. If Oregon stays nine and three, eight and four, that that win will still hold up. So you know, I don't know. I, I might be happy either way. Uh, that's a good pick, Charlie. That's your upset special. Upset special. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Okay, so let me go here. I got another win total. No, I'm sorry. I got another uh, point total for you guys. I'm going off the radar here, Charlie. No one's gonna be looking at this one, but hey, try and win you guys some money. Colorado, the Buffs are traveling to the Great White North to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. The point total is 47, Charlie. Give me the under 47. What did you say last week that life's too short to bet the under? That's what some people say. Well, I say life's too short But the short under won me some money last place weekend. place losing bets, Charlie. I mean, yeah, I won some money on the under bets last week. But, hey, you know what? Colorado, let me explain this. They are 126 nationally in scoring offense. They're only averaging 11.5 points per game against TCU and Air Force. TCU's defense is better than it was last year. Still not a good defense. And we're talking about a service academy. 11.5 points per game. Brendan Lewis at quarterback. I mean, JT Shroud was going to be their starter. He got hurt. Brendan Lewis is just flat out god awful. I watched that entire TCU game week one because I have another win total bet, a big win total bet on TCU to go over 6.5. And, oh my God, Colorado just cannot move the football. And now Minnesota has scored 100 points combined over the first, first two weeks. You're like, oh man, Tyler, like what are you doing here? But those games were against New Mexico State and Western Illinois. Colorado is not good on offense, but they're okay-ish. They're fine-ish on defense. And yes, Kirk Scirocco is back at, at OC for Minnesota, but I'm just still not convinced it's, it's an explosive offense against Power 5 competition. But even if Minnesota puts up like 35 points, the numbers say it's going to go under because Colorado is only averaging 11.5 points per game. So I actually feel pretty good about this under, even though it's in the 40s. I don't like, again, I usually don't like point totals in the 40s, but I'm going Minnesota 
and Colorado under 47 points. I'm going to follow your under with my own under, talking about Kansas at Houston. Okay. The point total is 62 and a half. I think that will go under. So Kansas added like to 55 my card. points a game this year, Charlie. But Houston has an awesome defense. They were a top 25 defense last year. Actually, they were a top five defense last year, and nobody really ever talks about that. Well, we'll see how it goes because I already wrote it down, so no, I can't I, take I, actually, it off. No, I think I think you're getting ahead of the books here because everybody's looking at Kansas. Okay, yeah, they beat up in West Virginia. They shocked everybody there, 55 points a game, but they haven't played anybody with a good defense. Houston is good defensively. Doug Belk is a really good defense coordinator, so I actually don't hate that pick at all. That's a pretty solid pick. I like that. I think all you're getting right. ahead of the books here. All right, let me go. Uh, we did Tech, right? Did Tech. We yep. did Ole Miss. All right, got a couple more here. Let's. I think I got two, three more gets to spread. So um, let's go to Raleigh, North Carolina. I got NC State. Give me NC State minus ten hosting Texas Tech. Texas Tech's coming off a big win at home against Houston. They shouldn't have won that game. Somehow they won that game. Um, Donovan Smith is the backup quarterback for Texas Tech. He is now the starting quarterback because Tyler Show is out for at least a while. And Donovan Smith's played a good amount for them. He's a solid guy. He's a really good backup option. But, man, this NC State defense is legit. And they're going against a backup quarterback. I don't love the NC State offense, but that defense is so good. And NC State is also really good at home, at least over the past couple years. Remember, they beat Clemson in Raleigh last year. In fact, they're 8-3 and three against the spread as home favorites since 2020, and they are 5-1 and one against the spread as double-digit home favorites in the same time span. So NC State has been really good under Dave Dorn at home. Um, they've been good as double-digit favorites, and I like NC State to come away with a maybe a two-touchdown win here against the Red Raiders. That's great. Uh, I was looking at this game too. However, I am yet again taking another under which is 55 and a half. So it, it, are these unders a reaction play from last week when the overs didn't really do you much like good? I just like them. You were all about the overs last week. I have... Oh, you just like this week's unders. I thought yeah. you were saying you like unders in general. No. Okay. One, Yeah, go two, with what you like. Three, four. I still have five games where I'm picking the spread. That's, that's fine. No, take what you like. We're trying to win people money here, Charlie. And I do have one over. We're about profit. We're about profit. So whatever it takes, make that profit. All right, how many more do you have? I'm done. You're done? All right. For I real? may need my parlay. Okay. Well, I'll go I'll go faster than these next two. Um, I do really like this one, guys. Um, Texas. Everyone's high on Texas, right? Well, UTSA is coming into Austin. And if you don't know who UTSA is, that's University of Texas San Antonio. And the Roadrunners can play, boys and girls. They won the Conference USA Championship last year. And you might not respect that. You might not care. But this is a really strong, very good group of five program. In fact... They're coming off that CUSA championship with the 22nd most returning production in the country. 87% of their offensive production is returning from last year. And that's off an offense that was a fringe top 10 scoring offense last year. They were 11th nationally in scoring offense. Their quarterback is back. Frank Harris is a dynamic dual threat quarterback. They have not one, not two, but three awesome wide receivers. And UTSA has covered the last four games against ranked opponents. They are 3-0 since 2020 as a double-digit underdog. And I'm really going strong here, guys, on the Bama body blow theory that the week after you play Bama, you just beat up, whether it's emotionally, physically, all of the above. And get this. Here's another number for you, Charlie. Texas. Are you listening, Charlie? I'm listening. Texas is 1-5 against the spread in the last six games following a straight-up loss. So that's basically under Steve Sarkeesian. One in five against the spread in their last six games following a straight-up loss. Has the culture really changed in Austin, Charlie? People want to say yes after that Bama game. 
I don't know if the answer is yes. I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction. And Quinn Ewers is not playing. Hudson Card, the backup quarterback, who's a good player, he's going to be under center, but he might not be 100% himself. I think this is kind of a little bit of like a big brother, little brother scenario. I mean, I, I, if you can even call UTSA a little brother, I don't know. But I think UTSA is good enough to go in there and hang with Texas and cover this 12-point spread. How do you feel about that one? Sounds good. You're not going to put it on your card? No. What a great argument I just made, Charlie. Absolutely. I made the case. Yep. Not good enough? Nope. All right, well, I got one more here before we get to our parlays. Um, this one's much shorter. Syracuse, Charlie. Syracuse minus one and a half at home against Purdue. The Syracuse offense, guys, I mean... This thing, under Robert and I, I told you guys week one, Robert and I is going to work wonders with Garrett Schrader. He's very much like Brent Armstrong and his skill set. And what do you what do you know so far? That's working out. So, yeah, Purdue has a, has a good offense. They're good offensively, but they're not good on defense. I have questions about their defense. Syracuse has been dynamic offensively this year, and they have a vastly underrated defense. They're only giving up 268 yards a game so far, 10.5 points per game. And they it's not a, a, a fluke. Syracuse's defense was really good last year. Their offense was just garbage, and that's why they went out and got Robert and I and the entire Virginia Offensive Brain Trust. And this game is also being played in the artist formerly known as the Carrier Dome. So, Charlie, I know it's a this is a, basically almost a pick 'em, but give me Q's, give me the orange, minus one and a half at home against Purdue. All right. Is that everything except for your parlay? Yep, parlay is all we got left. All right. You want to go first or you want me to go? You take it, Charlie. I've talked too right. much. Well, you always do, don't you? Charlie, Charlie. Don't hate. All right. In my parlay, which is not called the parlay of destiny because lame. No, mine is the parlay of destiny. Yep. Lame. Uh, what is yours? Just parlay? It's just the parlay. The parlay? Parlay of that's the week. That's actually way cooler. God, that's, par- that's way cooler. Yeah. I like it. All Simple right. but cool. So, I am picking money lines. Marshall over Bowling Green. NC State over Texas Tech. And Houston over Kansas. Mm, okay, so you're going. With, you're being conservative there with the three-leg parlay. All right. I'm just glad you have one this week, Charlie, to be honest with you. I have everything I'm supposed to have. Well, you didn't have the upset but special. But I have it now by you, the okay. end of the show. All right, fair enough. I'll give you that. That's all. I guess that's all that matters. All right, Um. so four legs was um, too much last week, right? So you added more? So I added more, Charlie. We're going five legs here. I feel, I mean, but like some of these are conservative. So I'm taking Virginia. And those are the ones that are going to screw you, but go ahead. No, no. I'm not going to get screwed, Charlie. I'm winning people money. Virginia on the money line over Old Dominion. NC State on the money line just to win. I've got Penn State on the money line to... I, I'm, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, Penn State on the money line. Penn State on the money line. So Virginia money line, NC State money line, Penn State money line, Ole Miss money line, and Wake Forest money line. So I'm taking no spreads, no point totals. You could have just said you're taking all of these teams on the money line instead of saying have. money line 17 times. I could. See, I'm learning, Charlie. You're smart smarter than me so yes okay on the money line again let's recap virginia but, so you're NC gonna say State, it all again Penn State, Ole Miss. wait i try to do it the way you wanted me to do it charlie and what that comes out to is plus 250 odds with those five money line bets if you package them together and parlay them i think that's a winner guys take it plus 250 would you like to tell them again no i would not but would you like to third recap all of ch- our picks third time's the charm no, we're good. Two's good. Nobody wants to hear us re- review all of these picks. Nobody wants to hear them all? We didn't do it last time. We we're didn't, the first but should we, should we? I don't think we need to. Should I put it on social media? I didn't do that last week. I probably should have done that. Mm, I don't know. You want people to make fun of you? They can let you know on Twitter. Yeah, let us know, guys. I, I guess they've listened to the entire show, so sure. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Charlie. All right, you're done? Done. I'm done, too. All right, guys, so there it is. 
There are the picks of the week. Go make yourself some money. We're hitting guys right now. We're hitting a, almost a 70% clip between the two of us. We're trying to win you some money. So again, sign up right now, mybookie.ag, and use that promo code UGA. Check out our friends at Alumni Hall for all your Georgia gear and accessory needs. And have one heck of a weekend, guys. If you're making the trip to South Carolina, enjoy yourselves. Stay cool. Try to find some shade. If not, if you're staying here in the, in the, the great state of Georgia, enjoy your weekend. And let's root our dogs on to another victory over the Gamecocks. But for Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs.